Today on ABC Devo, Freedom of Choice. Hello and welcome to ABC Devo, the podcast where we examine every song by Devo alphabetically from the fourth dimension to a wiggly world. I'm John Ingle. I'm Pete the Retailer. Hey everybody, I'm Joe Mazel. I'm Tom Taylor. And today we are talking about the song Freedom of Choice from the album Freedom of Choice. Wait, this is all going above my head. What's going on now? The album is Freedom of Choice, and the song is Freedom of Choice. How many times have we explained this to him? Slow down here. <laughs> you, uh, you know, you, it could be the album, it could be the song. You're free to choose. Wait, wait, wait a minute. No, this, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> and that is the end of that gag. Remember, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Um, the, <laughs> wait a minute. Tommy, you're trying to hijack this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Freedom of choice. The 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 titular freedom of choice. Um, Ooh. Which the um, I think it's uh, it's neat that this is the name of the album <laughs> because I f- I feel like out of all or most of the songs on the album, this one has it makes the boldest statement it's the most kind of like it has the most to say Mm -hmm. so therefore i I mean i i'm trying to scroll through some of the other songs in my head to see if uh, if wait there's more to say than ton of love it crushes ton of love (laughs) (laughs) whoa spoilers (laughs) um but yeah so I, i i so in that sense i'm glad that this uh is the name of it because it makes sense it's like all right here's our statement and the rest of the mm-hmm. stuff, you know, is is it goes along. It's here, but um, but this is this is a statement song. It's also a nice message as you're in the record store looking for something to buy. And you're thinking, what should I <laughs> buy? And you see something mm-hmm. called, oh wait a minute, I have freedom of choice. I could yeah. I could get whatever I want. This I should... think I knew that before, but now I'm going to apply that freedom of choice and buy this record. I should have called the album "Buy This or Don't." <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Pete, it's uh, funny that you acknowledge that because actually. Uh, Jerry Casale of the little band called Devo, maybe you guys oh. have heard of them, uh, said something similar about Freedom of Choice, which was, we were really uh, onto something here, we felt, that was taking Devo forward. Musically and lyrically, we were laying it on the line very clear with people. It doesn't get more didactic than Freedom of Choice is what you got, Freedom of Choice, Freedom from Choice is what you want. So, you are on the same page with the people behind the mu- the men, dare I say it, behind mm. the music. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, that's awesome. That's um, I'm glad I'm, I get that vibe here. That being said, <laughs> this I'll I'll then go full circle. I'll jump way ahead and say that um, they also uh, they also used this in a Miller Lite commercial a couple of years ago. <laughs> so, is that really true? It it is true. That's uh, it was re-recorded for a Miller Lite commercial because they wanted. Um, it's actually. In the song, there's like the peep Everybody is falling down like dominoes because they're all just making. They're all just getting Bud Light. It's you know, it's basically saying like, "Hey, there are other light beers. You've got freedom of choice." 
Oh, and boy. So everybody, like, one guy gets a Bud Light, and then everybody just knocks down like dominoes because they're all the same. Um, and it gets to one guy who then some he doesn't fall down because he gets a Miller Light or something like that. Or it stops, you know, the buck stops with him. Uh, but because everybody was was falling down on the floor they didn't want to make that the people were dying so they changed the the line and this will come back they changed the line he'll, he went in circles <laughs> till he dropped dead to he went in circles till he dropped down oh god now <laughs> that's brilliant if you if that if that lyrical change sounds familiar to you that's because you've been yes. listening to Devo 2.0, where the, oh, the version that have. they recorded, they used the went in circles till he dropped down version. Um, and that can be far of, after the beer commercial. It, that was after, I believe. So it was it was already changed wow. for them. You know, on a very brief aside, it's kind of funny how sanitized and neutered children's music has become when you consider things like Ring Around the Prosy was about the plague. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's like, wait, you can't use the word dead in a song. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Although I like that it's not, it's like for two different, it's like selling beer or, you know, entertaining children. Now what does Devo say? Like if you were to interview any of the members of Devo after they've sold freedom of choice to a beer to be used in a commercial, how do they spin that as like actually something cool to do? Because I've heard, I've, <laughs> I've heard them spin stuff before that was obviously like, well, we're making a quick buck, but oh no, I mean we're uh, we're getting the spud message out to the whatevers and stuff. You're like, why well, really? I think you're just sort of selling out a little bit. You're making me sad, Devo. Don't do this. <laughs> They've always got like some kind of, you know, deep down they must know that they're just sort of selling out. Yeah. Well, sure. But I imagine don't want to admit that. Yeah, it, they're a band that's based on this ideology, you know, and that, that's a big part of what they've been for so long. That yeah. I think they're they're kind of beholden to their fans in a way to maybe even be a little dishonest about it and try to maintain <laughs> that ideology because it would kind of break it would kind of break the whole thing if they just said hey got to pay the bills man you yeah. know it's like you got to I, I I admire them for trying to spin it a little bit you know because the truth is they do have to they're human beings that have bills they have to pay it's true make some money do that I'm not I don't have a problem with it but um, if you're Devo. Uh, be creative in how you explain that to people. You know, <laughs> there and I think is, I, maybe you're right. I mean, the, one of the things that I think probably has always appealed to me about Devo um, is that there is a kind of burn the world quality to Devo, mm-hmm. um, or a sort of like Nero laughing, et cetera, et cetera, uh, metaphor. Um, you mean and Nero from kind- ancient Rome. Yes. Yes, (laughs) I was hoping that you guys would break into that when I was done. But but there's something about Devo's uh, ethos that seems to say, like, hey, you know what's stupid? Commercials. Uh, To put it in the most reductive way. Oh, by the way, here's a new commercial. Uh, It's it's kind of like a giant middle finger to the world that... uh, I've always really responded to. I don't know if I've ever really articulated it before now, but now I have, and I'm glad I did. Thank you, everybody. You did it in the right place. That's <laughs> true. I guess, really, this would be the most appropriate place I could possibly do. <laughs> 
So speaking of ancient Rome, well, <laughs> so well, I just want to also along those same lines. That wasn't the only change they made for for uh, Devo 2.0. That that one, if let's say they already made it for the beer commercial, they're like, yeah, you know what, we could do that. But then they also took out the contradictory freedom from choice is what you want, and they left it just. Oh freedom God, of, really? Yeah. So uh, they neutered that song almost entirely. Man, <laughs> oh man. Um, no, that's an impression song. A completely different song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank but you, everybody. Anyway, <laughs> Devo 2.0. Uh, ancient Rome. Uh, I have a, I have a, like a... <laughs> there was a poem. I have a little push-up-my-glasses thing that I found. It was actually, I think, on, <laughs> on the Genius site or something like that. Uh, little burden's you know, ass. Let's in, go. In Ancient Rome, there was a poem, but and it's like, well, actually, in Ancient Greece, there was a fable. Because <laughs> what they're yeah. referring to here is the dog and its reflection by Aesop. And so it's it's wrong uh, wrong culture wrong uh, form. Uh, oh, but, so yeah. I heard it attributed to something else, even. Yeah, so it was actually I. like uh, what? Uh, as did oh. I. But please go on. Yeah, that it was a. Um, it wasn't even a fable or a story or a poem. It was like a. Uh, damn it! Now I'm going to forget what it's called. It was like a, a a a theoretical supposition, sort of philosophical thing of like a donkey with you know who's who's starving and thirsty. He's going to die of both starvation and thirst because he can't decide to go to the pail of water or to the thing of hay or whatever. Hmm. That sort of thing. If I may, it is the uh, parable of free will. Is the no? Excuse me. Oh, it's the parable wait. of uh, Beridan's ass. All right, going to say which about the paradox of free will. Are you going to take uh, it into a rush podcast too? Yes. <laughs> I mean, so here's the, the wonderful thing about Ayn Rand. No, but uh, yeah, a French philosopher from the 14th century, Jean Verdun. And as you said, donkey, equally hungry, equally thirsty. What does he choose? He doesn't know, so he dies. Mm. So it's kind Stupid of a, donkey. a conflagration of those two, because it's the, the Aesop, the dog in his reflection, is the dog who... Uh, you know, has a dog in his mouth. He sees, has a bone in his mouth. Sues a reflection. He's like, oh, I want that bone too. So he barks at it, that dog, which is just his reflection. And in doing so, he drops the bone, which falls into the river, the lake, whatever. And then he has no bone, so he goes hungry. Um, I guess the only part that makes it similar is a dog and a bone. <laughs> it's not even. There two was of a them. dog who had a bone. I'm, I'm with you there, but then it turns into the donkey, basically. <laughs> I think it's also a Twilight Zone episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner plays the dog. Yeah. Um, There's a dog on the wing of this plane. <laughs> and he's not sure what to do. <laughs> so he goes in circles till he drops yeah. dead. Or down, if he's selling beer. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this... Uh, this is an interesting, uh, not in the writing credits, but apparently Alan came up with the uh, the riff for this. Huh. Like, they were hanging out, and Bob Wan says, like, oh, yeah, like, Alan came up with it, and and Bob Wan learned to jam along with him, and then was like, oh, we could use that when they're making the album. They're like, uh, let's use that thing that Alan came up with. And somehow they that was okay, and then it's still a, a Gerald V. Mark Mosepal song. Uh, as far as the writing <laughs> credits go, so Doesn't like it's, it's Bob right. One and Alan jamming, and somehow it turns into a, into a Lennon McCartney number. Mm. Yeah, 
Um, Jerry wrote the lyrics, right? I think uh, I got that impression believe from so. the 33 and a third book, yeah. Although, if Jerry wrote it, Mark sings it, the lead at least, for the... Yeah. So, I got it both, um, and apparently um, the title comes from an illustration that Mark found in the early 70s in a religious pamphlet that shows a confused man trying to decide between two floating ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he included the image in the book he wrote at, Stent, at Kent State called My Struggle, the Spiritual Rubberization of a Spud Boy from the Tire Town. Oh, right. Wait, that's the. Isn't the Boogie Boy book? Yes. I would imagine so. I have a PDF of that somewhere. Oh, um, cool. But I'm not. I'm not looking for it right now. You haven't read it cover to cover. No, I think I sent it. I think I sent a PDF to all you guys. Oh yeah, somewhere might, in our that might be where I got it. Yeah, from. you did. You yeah. did somewhere. I have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, um, I the thing that gets me there is do you have to say floating ghosts? Can't you just assume that most ghosts are floating? <laughs> Well, all ghosts are fictional, so they don't necessarily have to be floating. I've seen Bam. ghosts, ghosts sitting in chairs. doesn't believe in ghosts. <laughs> what about space ghost? Yeah. It, the ghost part is a metaphor. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, in, Beetle, in Beetlejuice, they're like sitting on couches and chairs and stuff a lot. And, uh, right. They're not necessarily yeah. floating. Floating is an option. They have the freedom to choose whether oh. to float or not. Indeed. In the Haunted Mansion, you have them doing all kinds of things. And yeah. sometimes they're floating, but sometimes they're not. That's right. true. I don't go on rides. Um, <laughs> the uh, um, Hey, you know what? Speaking of floating things, uh, I'm not sure why. This song has a video. Yep. Oh, it boy, sure it does. does. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of cool imagery in the video. Uh, I got a couple of things about the video. Because uh, <laughs> I did listen to it, so I did watch it several times, and also watched it with commentary by Mark and Jerry. Ooh. Um, wherein uh, Jerry did point out that it is one of his favorite videos, and he's very upfront about it, you know, like despite the uh, shoddiness to it, despite the cheapness to it. Um, it's what, like, like, he just loved it, loved it thematically, had a lot of fun making it. Uh, also, he and Mark got sick eating donuts. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, wasn't that makeup? Maybe they like in, ingested some of that makeup around their mouths or something. Probably. <laughs> uh, also, the uh, skateboard team that was there. Yeah. Apparent. Uh, apparently, the guy who uh, the guy who designed the safety equipment for the uh, skateboard uh, for the skateboard team. More or less went to Devo after seeing their live shows, which were very, very physical in the early days and would cause Devo a lot of physical damage. It's like, you know, you don't have to end every show bleeding. I can <laughs> give you equipment. <laughs> so so basically, the, the basically, uh, you know, this video might have saved all of their lives. Oh, yeah. And uh, finally, uh, in terms of little factoids, the close at the end of the video... When the skate army turns into a sort of a leisure suit, uh, leisure suit drones, and are turning other people into leisure suit drones, mm-hmm. those leisure suits were from the Gap. Oh, <laughs> interesting! Fall into the Gap. <laughs> exactly. 
and as a personal note, I want to point out, I like that the very end of the video, Alan turns into one of the drones, because I kind of like in this era of Devo that Alan was sort of like the band mascot. Like, if you see the Wicked <laughs> video, it ends with at Alan falling, and the last line is, oh, that Alan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, he's the, you know, he's not a brother. He's the out, the exactly. out man out. Yeah. They got to give him something to do. Exactly. Um, well, that uh, speaking of the skate team there, um, I, I found uh, listed at one point. It was just like, yeah, it was a lot of the popular skateboarders at the time. But I dug deeper and I found a list of skateboarders that are in here. And I don't have confirmation, oh but we can look. One or two of them might visually match up with uh, with what I understand these guys to look like. But uh, And it's Stacy Peralta. It is. Oh, it, wow. <laughs> just, it's, how uh, about that? Uh, only some of these names sound familiar, but you got Dwayne Peters, Eric Grisham, Eddie Elguera, uh, David Andrecht, uh, Steve Alba, Tony Alva, Steve Olson, and Stacey Peralta. Huh. Um, and those are all, you know, Thrasher regulars. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they only could have gotten Gator in there. Everybody, it would have been <laughs> right. perfect. Natas Kaupas wasn't, uh, wasn't quite old enough yet. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, it's, it makes sense that they were just totally like, we need some skateboarders and it's like, yeah, what was that police Academy or two or something like that? What was the one that has uh, a bunch of the skateboarders? Oh, four. Citizens on four. patrol. There you go. Yeah. I think David Spade is one of them. Yeah. Well, David Spade is like the, the head, you know, and then when yeah. they show them skateboarding, it's actually like Tony Hawk and, uh, and one or two other guys. Um, but yeah, I, I love, uh. You know, in a weird way, I love hearing the names of old skateboarders, and so this finding that list made me happy. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I like. I guess skateboarding was for weirdos, but it quickly then became like harder. Like I think it it passed Devo. You know, I think it was like at this point, maybe <laughs> maybe before this album came out, it was cooler for skaters to be into Devo because it was you know the first two albums, and then this kind of broke them, and they became more of a pop you know 80s idea band i was just gonna say i feel like i've heard devo tracks show up in later era skate videos like maybe they hmm. it came back around again hmm. could be i feel like i have but it would make sense that in this era maybe they wouldn't you know or post freedom of choice era maybe they weren't so cool uh, to the skate crowd then but i don't know what that was skate you know uh culture was like back then but you know now you'll watch a skate video and every, any kind of music you can imagine will show up. You know yeah. that that, cr- that crowd listens to everything now. And, and Devo, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've heard Gates of Steel at some hmm. point on on a skate video, but uh, I don't remember. Not that I'm any kind of a skater or expert on it. I've just watched a lot of videos with with friends. You know, I kind of remember, and it's been a long time, and I may be wrong, but I pretty sure that i think that's good is in the movie thrashing hmm. <laughs> uh, again might be wrong and i'm sure we will know this for a fact by the time we get to the song that's good stick around abc devo fans <laughs> but uh that sounds right to me also um when I was a teenager, if I wanted a Devo shirt and the idea of ordering something from uh, mail, by, via mail order was foreign to me, the only place I knew where to get one was from Thrasher Magazine. Yeah. Thrasher. Thrasher Magazine. 
a thousand pa- a thousand pardons. Make up something about what Thrashin was. It was like, oh, that's yeah. Yeah, it was a good so place to Devo get weird skateboards. Stuff. That's all I gotta say about that. There was also like in the heavy metal magazines, like near the end, like they'd be like all the you know normally you'd be like you know twenty poison shirts and a bunch of Motley Crue shirts, and then like in the corner there'd be like your kind of weird punkish, uh, whatever other shirts, and sometimes there'd be Devo in there and Dead Milkman stuff like that. You know they hate it when we talk about the shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. Bring me the letters. Well, do you guys want to talk about the music, like the sound of this song a little bit? Um, sure. Do I ever. Sure. Because it's a, it's a curious track for Devo to me. Like, it doesn't... I know it's one of their... Uh, what would you call it? I guess it's in the pantheon of Devo songs. But to me, it's kind of a weird outlier. Um, if, you kind of, if you want to separate it from its history with the band, like, it's really hard to do that. It's like trying to separate Whip It from the history of Devo, right? Yeah. And listening to it on its own merits without having any of the uh, popularity of it involved. And to me, though, when I when I try to like close out what uh, the millions of times I've heard this song and just think of it as a, as a song maybe like try to pretend like I've never heard it before, it's very it's kind of a strange Devo song, don't you guys think? It, it doesn't really fit with a lot of what the Devo sound was at that time or even after. Or am I alone I, on this? I know. I don't think you're wrong. I just have no idea what to say about it. Like, I don't know how to articulate that. Yeah, it's, um, but it's really hard right. to separate. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I know. It's kind of a challenge. I guess I'm kind of challenging you guys. I've been challenging myself <laughs> listening to this song over and over again because there's something that strikes me about it and always has as being a little different. But it's like, okay, well, you know, it's one of the, it's one of the Devo songs. So uh, there's no need to really think of it in, on, in separate terms. But now that we're here actually talking about it as an individual song, you know, having an entire episode dedicated to it, I think it's notable to say, I mean, I think it's, a, it's kind of got this clean rock anthem kind of thing going that very few Devo songs, I would say, have. And where the guitar is so heavy on the track and it's kind of, Especially with that opening, you get that kind of an industrial sort of like banging, pistons, pumping, however you want to describe yeah. that opening sound. Kind of sets the tone um, for the song, and it has a little bit of an edge to it that um, it's kind of a colder edge to it, maybe. Where other Devo songs, I think, have a little bit more warmth. And it's funny to say because the warmth often comes from electronic instruments, which some people <laughs> consider to be yeah. cold. I guess I see it the other way around. Um, I also want to say real quick that the beginning of this song, uh, I might be completely alone on this, but every time the song starts, I think it should be the beginning of an album. I don't know. There's something about the way it comes in and the way that oh, sound comes in that I think, oh, this should be the beginning of the album. Now, I would never rearrange the tracks on Freedom of Choice, but it's actually the last song of the first side of the record. Right. So I don't know. I, uh, I don't know where am I thinking. So that's just a random thought, really, uh, that nobody else has to share with me. That is weird placement. It is weird placement, I think. For yeah, like we also said, it's like you know their statement. It's it's like their thesis statement for this album, in a sense too. And Mm -hmm. and for it to be kind of not buried, but you know, be the last track in there, both you know because of the way it starts and because of you know what it means. Um, But yeah, girl, you want is a really good. 
there's no I, the problem is there's a lot of uh songs that start really well on this album yeah <laughs> and so they could easily each be the opener to the to the album well th- pete you're you like the theater a lot you like the musical theater sure and I, and I don't know a whole lot about it but it does occur to me though that in theater often you'll have kind of a big song or even a statement of purpose song right before the intermission right hmm. and th- and that this is kind of an intermission song so uh, it, it's the it's the statement of purpose for the album, right? I mean, that's basically what Jerry was saying, what you were, uh, Joe, you were reading earlier, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So, so I uh, that's what I'm thinking. The placement of it makes sense in that in that sense, but to think of an album as a piece of theater, you know, uh, right. or structured the way a play or a musical would be, uh, doesn't come to mind right away. But th- I don't know. I, if I want, I'm interested if you guys have more to say about what I'm saying. Like, do you guys see it as? Can you divorce yourself from its placement in your mind as a part of the canon of Devo, the pantheon of Devo, and think about it in different terms musically, or does it just to you? It's just like, yep, no, it's one of the Devo songs. It's uh, fits right in there. Uh, it does stand out, and I don't just know if it stands out because it's so good. Like, it's one of the best of the best. Spoilers, but I don't know. Um, Tom's going to give it a C. Yeah. C plus all the way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think you said a lot of it. I think it's got, there is that, that uh, the, the Tom talking about music. The, the guitar part. That's slightly not Devo to me in a way that's, that's, that's a little more just kind of straight rock kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah. those drums at the beginning and, uh, I don't know. There's enough. And even, even Mark's, uh, vocalization in this, he all, he often, you know, does a lot of interesting stuff, but there's like something about like his pronunciation in this song. Like I've, I've, I'm realizing doing this for now, I've like misunderstood like most of the lyrics in this, not most of them, but a bunch of them. Like <laughs> I was, I was victim of collision on the Alpine sleigh, which I always, the next line. I always thought he was saying Alpine too. Really? I thought he was saying That's Alpine. Yeah, I thought he was saying Alpine was C. While listening to the song today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, and then I wrote down a line that I, I just wrote it down phonetically. What I hear him saying, sank, swim, get down with the ship. <laughs> he might like, be. Like he's got that kind of like weird, like twang to it to everything that he mm-hmm. says in this song, and it sounds really cool. Get down like, with love your it. bad ship. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what he's trying to tell me to do. Um, I uh, I also I, there was part of this that like the, we talked about the the opening and the beginning and the drums and everything, and I I list, I always assumed like oh yeah it's weird that the song starts it's got that dun 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 dun, dun and then the song actually starts on the wrong beat. Like, I always sort of accepted that as, like, okay, that's what's happening in the song. Yeah. But then I was like, wait, does it? Or am I just <laughs> expecting it on the wrong beat, but it's actually on the right beat? So now I would like to introduce a new segment to the show that I call Ask a Musician. And musician is in quotes because I'm asking a drummer, my friend Jerry Porter. Uh, sure. I wrote to him about this, and I said, does this song start on a weird beat? And he said, absolutely starts on a weird beat. Super primal industrial four beat. Then they curveball the hell out of you by coming in one beat late so that the backbeat feels like the one and the three instead of the two and the four. Classic Devo move. They do that sort of thing all through the picture. <laughs> There's the real deal. They understand it. Devo gets it. All of it aspects of what they get 
He does this. He, he texts like with his voice, so it doesn't always work out right. But right. you get the idea of what he's saying. Now, when you're saying that um, that the it starts off with a weird beat, are you referring to the gunk 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 yeah. in the beginning? I'm saying, yeah. If you follow that beat, you expect the song to start on Chunk. a beat other than the one that it does. Yeah, yeah. no. What, uh, like if you're well, counting think... those gunk 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 gunk. What, I think what uh, Jerry's saying is that the, the gunk 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 at the beginning is in is in standard four four, right? Isn't that what he said? Yes. Like yes. so, it's like one two three four. But when it comes, in, it goes and it's it's the different time signature. I mean, what did he now say? That could possibly be because that's not actual drums. Well, yeah, but that that's setting it's the rhythmic beat, tone for the song. You're, it's, yeah, I, I know. It's telling I your just, brain. I, <laughs> hey, on this one, I happen to know a synthesizer. Okay. <laughs> 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 Just trying to figure out a way to ease that in, right? All right. But yeah, um, I like that. Uh, you know, that's the unorthodox Allen, like that we've talked about a lot of times. That's the guy that they made tie his arm behind his back because he was too good of a drummer. Let's <laughs> let's do the right. weird. Let's get you into some weird uh, and, mm-hmm. and train you to be on this different wavelength with us, and then it worked out. So it's it's bizarre uh, the way the song opens and yeah. yeah you're yeah i think you're right on the money with that but it's cl- that is that part is classic devo like that's like he's saying uh it's the sound it's the overall sound of the song that uh, to me isn't it is obviously classic devo because this is a classic devo song but at the same time it's such an outlier which might be one of the things that makes it so great so Could be. yeah i don't know yeah yeah, I mean, we we talked about this a little bit on the weekend that there are some things where, like, when they're experimenting and being outside of what they normally do, it makes it better in certain ways. And this is, again, it's hard to think of this as that because it's it's part of the so deeply entrenched as part of the canon now. But I mean, uh, I mean, even you know, this album was a bit of a leap from their last one. Uh, you know, we talked mm-hmm. about that too. That the you know the first two albums are kind of like cut from the same cloth somewhat. And this, there's a lot of things in here that are a little bit like changing the game a little bit for them. Um, it said, yeah, that that beat thing always throws me though. And now I'm I'm it I it bothered me for a long time, and then I've just learned to ignore it. And now I'm going now I'm going back and thinking like, okay, I have to re recalibrate myself and start to like it <laughs> so next time i listen to it i'll be like oh yeah this part where it's wrong i like that <laughs> you can choose to like it or not though that's the thing yeah i've got i love our freedom see of and, and from free. choice mm-hmm. unless you're kids and then you just have of mm. um no. i kind of don't hate that devo 2.0 version of this song it's kind of it's good i like you know yeah that girl's got some stage presence, and she's having fun, and she's weird, and she's a good singer, and uh, yeah, it's too bad they had to like neuter the thing so much. Right. Yeah, it's uh, this came up on the you know as I'm prepping for this, I throw all the versions that I can find of of these songs, and there was a funny uh, you know there was like the original version, then like a remastered version, then the one from Pioneers or something like that, and and basically mm. there's th- three three different issues of the same. Uh, version of the song but that each one was mastered a little bit louder or some things like each so it just got like same song but louder same song but louder same song but louder and then the Devo 2.0 one was like the loudest (laughs) and then also like the drums are slightly different so I was like "Ah, oh okay interesting but I think they still do that uh, (laughs) they still do the beat thing 
they still throw me off. See. Mm. I do think we, we should mention that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I do believe they thought this was going to be the big hit, right? They, they were under the impression that this oh. would be the, the big hit from the album. Am I right about that? Does anybody oh. have any contradictory information? Because that's what I thought. I, I don't uh, know. had gleaned from Jerry. At least Jerry thought it was going to be and didn't understand why it wasn't. You know, um, I still haven't found that copy of the 33 and a third that I bought. I bought oh, it, really? I put it somewhere, <laughs> oh, really? and I, like, I you know, took it out of the packaging. I was like, cool, put it down. Who knows where it is? Yeah, I mean, I thought that that was part of the reason why the album was named that, was that they thought it might be the big the big track off the album, hmm. uh, and it didn't turn out that way at all. Apparently it wasn't. I, I, I forgot to, I should have researched where it ended up on the charts, but um, it certainly got over, just completely swallowed by Whip It. Sure. And, uh, I mean, everything. And they had, yeah, and uh, they didn't expect that at all. But in hindsight, it's kind of like... I wouldn't have expected this song to be a big hit, like a popular hit. I would have thought it might be an anthem for fans, but I wouldn't necessarily think that they would throw that video on in this song and everybody would just be jumping for joy and buying the single. But I, you know, obviously that wasn't the case. Whip it though, when you when you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, whip it, you can kind of hear how the, how it became a hit, you know, and how it yeah. stood out. But this song, I'm not sure if it would stand out. The way that some of the other Devo songs would on the radio, for instance, and, yeah. and I mean that in in the the ears of the uh, everyday radio listener, at least the ham and eggers, if you will, the, the ham and eggers. <laughs> yes, the talking about them again. It looks like uh, "Girl You Want" was the first single, then mm-hmm. "Whip It," mm-hmm. and then "Freedom of Choice" was the third single hmm. from this. Yeah, um, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was "Girl You Want" that they thought was going to be the biggest hit, but um, "Freedom of Choice" but, went to number 103 on the U.S. charts. The single for "Freedom of Choice" went to 103 on the U.S. charts. Number eight on the U.S. dance charts. How about that? Hmm. That's uh, interesting. I can see that. Number 70, 71 on the Australia charts, which is uh, six higher than "Whip It." So this this oh interesting maybe it's because it's upside down over there but this went uh, this beat whip it <laughs> as far as chart position uh oh wow all the that's weird looking looking later at uh, at what else what else charted for Devo in uh, in Australia um it the things seem strange hi well we'll get there i guess i oh, know we already got there <laughs> we already got there so yeah, i'll so tell you uh what gone and back their highest charting the highest charting uh single for devo in australia was beautiful world plain truth went to number 14 oh hmm. interesting i guess that makes sense um, i was thinking uh we're through being cool or something like that might have somehow been the biggest single <laughs> didn't chart in australia I- I was really hoping it would be like uh, I'd cry if you died or like something, <laughs> something just completely like really. No, the last oh boy, their last <laughs> single to chart at all. Oh, we haven't gotten to it yet, so I won't say it. But um, oh. so other than all right, so musically it's it's it throws us off. We like it. It's it's interesting because it does different things both than what we expect it to and what you expect from Devo. Um, how do we translate that into ratings, rankings, gradings, a score, if you will? 
Um, who I'm worried about going first, but maybe Uh-oh. not. For, maybe not for the reasons you think, but I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. I'll go first. Sure. All right. Let's do it. A plus. All right. Nice. It's one of All my right. favorite Devo songs. Controversial I mean, a... rating, but I can deal with it. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I can say what my favorite Devo song is. I don't know if I know, but it would. I would have to think about this one before I decided. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kills me from the very beginning. From the dunta dunta dunta, it just gets <laughs> me. It's. Uh, it is. It is an anthem. It's an anthem, and it's exciting in that way, and it's awesome. Uh, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just and, and those bizarre alien heads they've got going on in yeah. the video, and you, they don't even care that you can absolutely see the seams where it meets their mouths and everything, and it's kind of <laughs> gross and weird, but it's uh, it's just awesome. They're having a ball. Yeah, and the goggles aren't quite A-plus. on right, and so it's like it's messing with his <laughs> yeah, eyes. Kind of under the makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they knew what they were doing. Well, that's why I didn't want to go first because I was afraid. Like it, it feels weird to step out first and say this is the, this is the best you can get. But uh, that's that's what I was going to go to a plus. I love this song mm-hmm. uh, within the context of the album, outside of the context of the album. ABC Devo. I mean, the Devo two point version. Why do I keep getting us mixed up with them? <laughs> the, uh, the Devo two version all Devo is kids. even good. You know, it's it's all it's all good. I don't care that it was used to sell beer. That's fine, light beer, but still, it's fine. Uh, yeah, a, a plus. It's, uh, it's among my favorites. I got to go with a C oh A plus. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Throwing you guys for a loop there. Uh, yeah, no, it's gosh darn freedom of choice. It's pretty much perfect from tip to tail. It is one of those songs that is sort of like generally subversive, but generally subversive in a way that like a 10-year-old can understand without it sounding uh, simplistic for a grown-up to understand. It's uh, fun. It moves. It's, you know, there's nothing that sounds like it. Um, yeah, it is, it is perfect Evo. Yeah. Okay, so I guess, I guess it's my turn. Now, uh-huh. why don't you ruin it for everybody? I'm not gonna ruin it, but I'm not. <laughs> I am not as into this song as you guys are. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh boy! About, about hmm. It is not even. It's like in the top five of my favorite songs on this album. I actually like a lot of songs on this album better than this song, and I just think it's. I don't know what it is. I've been trying to deal with. I've actually been worried about it, <laughs> like in, a, in a weird way, <laughs> because I wasn't sure what to say about this song or how I felt about it because I'll be honest when it comes on when I'm listening to that album it's not the one that makes me excited I mean I'm like I I like it it is a very good song when you talk about it like we have been for the last 45 minutes or so um, there's a lot to say and and, and the fact that they considered it to be such a statement of purpose for the band uh, I think says a lot and gives it a lot enriches the song a great deal but it doesn't excite me that much to listen to it. Um, not, and of course, this is all in comparison to other Devo songs. It's an amazing song compared to most songs, you know. But there are so many sure. other Devo songs I like better than this one that it doesn't hit the A plus uh, area for me. Um, and I would even go so far as to just take it down to A minus. But it's, it's an A song. But I, I feel like I just have to. I don't use this grade to express my 
reservations with the song. <laughs> so I'm just going to use that minus to sort of signify that I'm not super excited about this song. I still think it belongs on the A side of a Devo mixtape, for sure. Sure. All right. All right. Um, but you, it's like just, if we hadn't gone first, would you have gone B? No, no, no. Okay. Well, first of all, all right. I knew... I knew damn well all of you guys were going to give this song an A. I, I didn't have it. For a second there, Pete, you made me wonder because, you know, you're the infamous uh, one that doesn't like a day in life. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I knew better. I, I knew it was going to be an A song. It should be an A song. Absolutely should be an A song. It, it says a lot about what Devo is as a band. But musically, just, just, just to my ears, it's not a super exciting song to me. So that's where it, I have to dock it just a little bit for that and and that's it so it's still an a-side i know and i didn't want I, I i don't think that really like i threw any kind of somber mood on the proceedings <laughs> or anything I, I hope but um to me you know the, there's a ton of devo songs i like a lot better than this one so that's that i don't i know a card laid is a card played i'm not trying to change your vote but uh just go listen to the fact that that like did it it kind of guitar part like just is consistent throughout the the verse and the chorus like it just keeps going it's not it's not I... quite as persistent as die 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 my darlings like beep 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 but it's like it's in there like did it it throughout the whole thing and it keeps going it's awesome yeah yeah that i don't awesome. i don't that's cool it's fine it's not, that's <laughs> I, you're, the fact that you're telling me to replay that in my head is making me go well yeah that's one of the things it's it's fine it's not Super exciting to I'm just me. Saying, follow it through the song. It's it's wonderful. It unfolds. John, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be fair here, just like you were fair. Tough, but fair. <laughs> just to say, you've laid your card down, and I support your argument. You're not saying it's a bad song. You're just not saying it's your favorite song, and that's fine. Uh-huh. And who among us can argue that? Yeah, I'm not gonna argue with your feelings. Hopefully nobody, because yeah, that's. I mean, I, I do like see what you guys are saying about it. Like, I do think it belongs. Like, we have this structured, you know, set of like rewards we give to the song, however you want to put it. The upper echelon of songs we consider to be these A songs, and I do believe it belongs there. But I, I couldn't just say A plus or just A. I feel like I needed to. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I was a little worried about this for some reason. It was like a strange feeling. I'm listening to the song. I'm like, I know everybody else is going to be more excited about the song than me, and that bothers me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so I felt like, well, with the grade, I'll use the grade to express that. And there we go. So a a minus for me. It's an A sider though. So we're uh, it's got the fon- it's got the Fonzie vote. Uh, what, what are we going to call it? A. A. So uh, there we have it. Freedom of choice. I, exp- I I exercised mine, I guess. To you did. Yeah. Now, if I liked Freedom of Choice, what other songs might I like, Peter? <clears throat> well, uh, this one isn't that. But it's, it's within the pantheon of uh, our our go to uh, mm-hmm. team. It's not <laughs> not uh, it's not Talking Heads. It's not Can. Uh, but it's uh, Radio Silence by Thomas Dolby. I feel like yeah, that sounds right. Thomas yeah. Dolby has come up a couple of times, right? Yeah, I particularly uh, particularly like that song as well. Yeah, so nice one. Um, I want to. Uh, I wanted to throw in this uh, since I guess since the Freedom of Choice album tour. Um, 
which I came yes. up again earlier today. I was talking to somebody about the last time I was at Irving Plaza, and I think that may have been it. Um, <laughs> the um, uh, I guess since then, when they play this song, usually Jerry shouts to the audience, "Use it or lose it, Spuds. It's going away fast." About before they play mm. uh, when they're loading up "Freedom of Choice," or when they're when they're wrapping it up, rather. Yeah. Um and so that's uh of note that it's uh, we're we're there it's it's perhaps perhaps more politically apt uh than ever this song we'll say. Um so I didn't that that was only mere quoting and I didn't want to want to bring it to a serious zone there. <laughs> I didn't want to be like and that's no, the way it uh... is. <laughs> huh, you know no, actually fact... that reminds me of something. I'm sorry. I interrupted. I'm a bad person. No, no, please. After Vu. Oh, after me. Uh, no, I was just going to say, it's, uh, <laughs> we didn't really talk about the fact, you know, I say it again in the land of the free, use your freedom of choice. That's, you know, the phrase land of the free is very, you know, apple pie and everything. And, and you know, if you're singing about people's freedom of choice, you know, it's it's hard not to have a political spin on that and to um you know in our current climate to feel a little desperate about that sometimes right. so i don't dock you points pete for uh bringing <laughs> that up well you can't dock me points now, what a card gonna... lead is a card played <laughs> that's right uh what i was going to bring up was uh, just when first time i saw devo um when i first I arrived in i'm going to co- <laughs> I got an elephant in my pajamas, um, which I believe was in about, I'm going to say 2007. They performed uh, Freedom of Choice after an intermission where they came on in velour tracksuits and gold energy domes. And it, and kind of, I use this term very loosely, wrapped the first verse of Freedom of Choice. It was oh, kind of glorious. Oh. I think I read something <laughs> oh about God. that, but I didn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it, Squiggy. Um, <laughs> wow, I wish I could review your memories and see that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was it was kind of special. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, congratulations, Freedom of Choice, for making it onto the mixtape, <laughs> um, despite John's best efforts. Um, <laughs> The uh, <laughs> John's always going to be a weirdo for that minus. <laughs> mm. um, and hey, everybody out there, we uh, you know we normally do this show Tuesday and Thursday, um, but if you want more, if you want to hear more songs, if you want to hear about weird other songs that you, you may have never heard of, or their old demos that have been released, or or songs from you know movies that you've forgotten about, like Meet Wally Sparks. Um, if you want to hear us talk about that kind of a stuff, then uh, for a uh, for a low recurring donation over at uh, ABC Devo's Patreon account, it's patreon.com slash ABC Devo, you can, you can get this whole other feed, which has the same number of songs. So you'll, you'll be getting twice the content. Um, we do every weekend, we do a show that covers two songs from uh, Devo's kind of uh, unreleased slash... Uh, non-album catalog uh and so 
we will be, uh, you know, we'll be continuing that the whole time that we're doing this over here in the main feed. So if you want to check out more, do that. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at ABC Devo. Go to Facebook, check out the uh, ABC Devo Smart Patrol, where we talk about this stuff and post videos for the, for the songs and stuff like that. And you can talk to Joe. And uh, you can. <laughs> then, uh, if uh, we'll be back here in the main feed on um, on Tuesday with uh you know n- you know not only not only it'll will it be a brand new episode uh, but Uh-oh. it'll be a it'll be a fresh episode say what cuz <laughs> we're did you have did you put on your gold energy dome just now it uh <laughs> we're talking about the Devo song fresh on Tuesday here on ABC Devo bye everybody Oh, wait, we say something now? If you want to. Something clever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be a first.